On Wednesday, we looked at three trade ideas from Colby. Now it's your turn. It's Fan Fiction Friday. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ahoy, sailors. It is Friday, December 22nd, 2023. This is Tidding Gonzalez and Colby Patnode for the Locked On Mariners podcast brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. And right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on. That's L O C K D O N to get yourself started. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. Subscribe, like, and turn on alerts if you're watching on YouTube, or subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform if you like what you hear. And if you're part of the crew and rock with us every single day, let us know in the comments below. And if you want to hear from us even more, please consider signing up for our Patreon. You can now get a free seven-day trial to check out the show. The link, as well as our social accounts, is in the description of this episode. This is Fan Fiction Friday, the show where you submit your Mariners trade proposals and we grade them on the 2080 scale. 20 being the worst, 80 being the best. Let's get into them. Trident Talk here has a simple one-for-one -one deal between the Mariners and the Giants. Lamont Wade Jr. for Ty France. Colby, what do you think? 20. Mm. Starting Why would the, the Giants... season in a very festive mood. What a Sunday or Tuesday is Festivus, right? The day after Christmas. So sure. that is when we will mm -hmm. air our grievances. But this is dumb gotcha. now. Uh, right. My question is, is why would the Giants do this? Because Wade and France at their best are roughly the same player, like in terms of just offensive output. They're about a 120 WRC plus type of guy, except Wade is a lefty. He is cheaper money wise mm -hmm. with the same amount of club control. Yep. Uh, and he's not coming off of a really bad year like Ty France. He is also just athletic enough that you could sneak him into the outfield on occasion. Not that you want to, but you definitely can't do that with Ty France. So what's the incentive for San Francisco to take this deal? Unless they really like Ty France, which I guess is possible. But maybe what's but it's it, it's basically like, you know, Lamont Wade is cool, but, you know, Ty France could be anything. Even Lamont Wade. Lamont Wade, right. Like that's kind of his ceiling, right? Like Francis ceiling is what I Lamont think, Wade just did this past year. Right. I like, think they're both like 120 WRC plus guys. Yeah. Like I, I don't think that uh, obviously, you know, first baseman who can't hit 20 home runs, which Ty France has only done once, not going to be that valuable uh, in trade talks, particularly when you're talking about a guy who uh, is also capable of hitting 20 home runs. And again, I think is set to make about half as much as, as France. So like, what yeah. is the incentive? For the Giants to make this trade, there is none. So, yeah. like, would I rather have personally Lamont Wade than Ty France? Yes. Would I rather yeah. have Lamont Wade than Ty France if Wade's going to cost three and a half million and France is going to cost seven? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, if I'm the Giants, why bother? What's the point? Yeah. Is it because they're too left handed heavy? But even if that's true, why tie France? Like, and right, why trade have, Wade they, for France? They have Wade. They have Lee now. They have Conforto. They have Yastrzemski. Mm -hmm. Am I missing yep. anyone? Lefty wise, uh, the catcher is left-handed. Patrick Bailey. Oh, Bailey, yeah. I think is left-handed. Um, let's see. Flores and Estrada are both righties. Yeah, I don't know. If they're too left-handed. I don't know if that's a a viable argument. But even if it is. 
why not just go sign Tommy Pham for five million bucks instead of you know trading a valuable bat for you know also Bailey's a, a good... switch hitter. I just looked it up. Okay. So yeah. So yeah, I just I don't see I don't see why San Francisco would do this. If you're talking about yeah. like like France and you know prospect. Because I, I think they're close enough that we're not talking about like France and Tyler Locklear, but I think we're probably talking about like France and Alberto Rodriguez or something like that for Lamont yeah, Wade. Maybe. 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 But I just don't see any reason San Francisco would do this trade. It just they they spend more money yeah. on a player whose ceiling is basically what Lamont Wade Jr. did last year. And this guy's coming off of a bad year. Yeah. I just don't see why they would do that. So uh 30, mm-hmm. 35. Like unless, 30. unless yeah, I just unless San Francisco just loves Ty France. Which, you know, mm-hmm. again, beauty's in the eye of the beholder. So uh it's I wouldn't say it's impossible, but I would say it's highly unlikely because like why what's the incentive? Yeah, I just don't see any way the Giants say yes to this. And if they did, we should laugh at them and ridicule them forever. So. I mean, yes, as, as sad as I would be to see Ty go, because I do like uh France like the person, but uh yeah, uh Pretty much no. You, you heard that, folks. We're gonna clip that out of context. I would be sad to see Ty go. You heard it. We all heard it. We all heard it. Sure. What I know yeah. about Ty is that he's too lazy to actually do that. But maybe somebody will do mm-hmm. it for him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, San Francisco. However, really good trade uh, partner. Uh, I'm I'm discovering here over the last few days. So uh, keep an eye on San Francisco. But I don't see this. Maybe like maybe Strzemski for France. Might make a little more sure. sense since they're both making roughly the same amount of money and they do have a log jam of outfielders uh, in San Francisco. Uh, so maybe that's yeah, something. But, but they have, but they have Wilmer, they have Wade, they have JD Davis. Why yeah, they, they have a France lot of a... France type of players who are, uh, yeah. you know, corner infield only guys. And yeah, they already have Ty France on that roster. It's JD Davis. They're the same. Yeah, guy. I just don't think France is a, a fit for the Giants no, no. Uh, unless they they unless they have uh you know some significant overhaul of their uh offensive side of their roster. Um I, I think France is a better fit for teams like the Twins. So that's where I would look in terms of a tie France trade. But uh, you never yes, know. You, you never know. Yeah, you targeted the right team, you did it with the wrong player. Mariners to the moon here has a deal with the Cardinals. Gabe Spire, Taylor Dollard, and Spencer Packard to the Cardinals for Dylan Carlson. Colby, what do you think? Uh, I don't think it's bad. I don't know if it's enough to get uh, Carlson, who's about a league average hitter, uh, can play some center field. Yeah. He's got three years of club control, switch hitter. Uh, but I, yeah, think I, I think I would... now that they've traded Tyler O'Neill to the Red Sox, though, that they're probably less inclined to trade Carlson. Yeah, yeah, uh, I I think that's definitely a possibility. But I do think that they're also I do also vaguely remember them sniffing around looking for left handed relief pitching, uh, the Cardinals. So uh, sure. Spire might be of interest to them. But Dollard, he's coming off of a major shoulder injury. I don't think that that's going to tip the scales one way or the other. And Spencer Packard is just kind of a. He's a throw in as much as I like Packard. I think he, he might, you know, get to the big leagues. He's not an everyday guy and um, he's kind of positionless as well. So it's basically Spire for Carlson. I don't think they do that now, especially now that they've traded O'Neill. But I, I think Dollard and, and Packard are interesting enough that. Like it, it might be enough. 
but I, I think it's a little light. Uh, so I'd probably give it like a 45. Uh, I, I like the Carlson idea, uh, certainly, but mm. I think it might cost a little bit more than this, but I'm also not a hundred percent sure because it sounded like the Cardinals were pretty desperate to, to move O'Neill and, uh, Carlson. Now that they moved O'Neill, are they as desperate? Maybe, maybe not. But I, I think this is a little light, but I don't know. It, it's totally possible. It could be right in the ballpark. So I'd say like a 45. Yeah, I can wrap my head around it. I, I, I could see the, the Cardinals definitely doing this, especially if they're wanting left-handed re, uh, relief pitching. Uh, Spire's obviously coming off of a really nice year. Um, has club control, all that. He's still relatively young. I'll say like 45, 50 on this. I'll give you a 50. Why not? I'm in the Christmas mood. We got more of your trades coming up in just a moment. But first, a reminder, this episode of the Locked On Mariners podcast is brought to you by FanDuel. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and a whole lot more. And the Mariners might not be playing right now, but the Kraken and Seahawks are. So whether the action is on turf or on the ice, whether it's Jared McCann or Geno Smith, you can bet on it all with FanDuel. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn, that's L-O-C-K-D-O-N, and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the National Football League. And you're listening to the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you again for making us your first listen here on Fan Fiction Friday. And as a reminder, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. And uh, this is going to be our last show before Christmas, so if you celebrate Christmas, Merry Christmas to you and yours. Uh, And if you don't, happy weekend. Hope you enjoy your weekend. Uh, We'll be back on Tuesday, I believe. I don't don't think we're going to be recording on Christmas, so we'll see you guys again on Tuesday. And also, if you're watching the premiere of this, uh, I think like, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes after this airs, head on over to our other channel, True the Trident. We don't use it at all, but we're going to use it today to uh, do a special rare little live stream where Colby and I are going to exchange Christmas gifts. Now, bear in mind, we're a little bit different when we are not under the uh, influence of our corporate overlords, right? Where we don't have to play by FCC rules. We're not wearing the yoke of oppression, as I like to call (laughs) certain people (laughs) in this network. (laughs) Right. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know Uh, who you are. So, so if that, (laughs) so if that sounds interesting to you, Mm -hmm. uh come on over to the true to the trident channel we're going to be live streaming over there for a little bit opening some gifts shooting the you know what all that Mm -hmm. stuff so we will saw the table of injustice in half not at the ankles of big business Mm -hmm. yep Mm -hmm. dismantle the oppressive establishment board by board (laughs) (laughs) name that reference that's your question of the day yep yep matthew has a one for one with the phillies matt brash for brandon marsh this is an interesting deal. Colby, what do you think? Mm, um, I don't think the Phillies do this. I don't 
think they do either. Their outfield is like tragically bad defensively. Uh, and Marsh is kind of yeah. like the only thing holding that together, like at all. And they're, uh, they're not going to start Christian Pache a lot. No, so. no. Uh, so I don't think they do this. I think it's, but it is four years of uh, Marsh for, I think, four years of Brash. Brash, I'm not quite sure if he's, uh, if he got Looking a full up. year in or not. Uh, but I mean, Marsh is certainly interesting. He's going to be, uh, or he just turned 26. So uh, that, that checks. Uh, left-handed bat, kind of a, a line drive slasher type of hitter uh, who, if he repeats what he did last year, uh, would hit at the top of the Mariners lineup or second. Because, uh, you Brash know, 277. Yeah, so. Uh, but it's 277, 372, 458 last year, 125 WRC+. plus. Mm-hmm. He was a three-and-a-half win player. Uh, my concern is this. 30% strikeout rate last year. And the walk rate more than doubled. It went from 6.1% yep. to 12.5%. So is that an outlier or right, is, is that, that actually something that's real? Right. Is that Marsh? Because like, the, the K rate is in? consistent. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it's gone down each year, but it's still 30%. Um, yeah. And yeah. So is, is this just a guy who's settling into his, you know, his big league career? and just kind of getting comfortable and, and he's becoming the player he's going to become, or is the 12 and a half percent walk rate, just not something he can repeat because if he can't, if you look at what he did the year prior, it was a two two ninety five on base. That's not going to play because mm-hmm. he is not a plus glove defensively. Um, he's a good glove. He's a good glove. He's a good base runner. Not going to hit a ton of home runs, not going to steal a ton of bags. So he kind of has to walk nine, 10, 11% of the time to put up, you know, really good, uh, OBPs. And, and that's kind of what his carrying tool is hit doubles, draw walks, get on base. He's a hit tool over power guy. And he's yeah. probably better suited for left field, which is fine for Seattle because they have the center fielder. Is it worth Matt Brash? Yeah, I, I could I, see this being a situation where both teams say no. I could, I could also see it being a situation where both teams say yes. Like it's definitely not like it's a bad trade. Um, it's, sure. it's very interesting, but if you're Seattle, how do you replace brash without spending tons of money that you probably don't yeah. have? If you're Philadelphia, yeah. how do you catch a fly ball with, you know, Kyle Schwarber and Nick Castellanos and Jock Peterson, like, if you trade Marsh, Castellanos is getting time in center field. Like, I, I guess you could go get somebody else, but like, are they actually going to sign Jock Peterson? That would be hilarious. I think they already did. No, they didn't. Oh, yeah. I thought that, that that was done. Okay. Nah, nah, no. Nah. But that okay, would be well, hilarious if they did it, sign him. It, it would. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't know if they do this deal. I don't know if either side does this deal because it's kind of hard to replace. It it would be harder for the Mariners to replace Brash, as weird as that sounds. Than it mm-hmm. would be for the uh, the Phillies to replace Marsh because the Phillies we know are going to spend money and they could go get Kevin Kiermeyer or they could go get Michael A. Taylor and and kind of replace his defense that way and their run prevention would still go up because they would add Matt Brash to their bullpen which is already pretty good so um, yeah I don't think either team says yes to this but it's certainly interesting it's a good one we don't get many like really solid just one for ones that are this good yeah. so. Just yeah. because it's well, unique. especially at this high of a level, too, because right, we're talking right. about like Brandon Marsh is coming off of basically a four-one season. Matt Brash was one of the best relievers in baseball this past year. Like, this is essentially a, talking about an all-star for all-star trade. 
Yeah, this like, is a high level trade right here that you're talking right. about. So um, considering and it makes that, some sense. Yeah, considering that, considering that it makes sense, considering it's you know a player we haven't talked about much, it's creative yet straightforward. I'm gonna give this one a 60. I don't know, I don't think it would happen. Uh, but like yeah. it, it's a legitimately good idea. So I'll give it a 60. Yeah, I'll go 60 as well. Uh, that's yeah. actually where I was. I thought you were gonna go like 55 and that I was gonna wow you with the 60, but no, you you beat me to was, the punch. This is a good you one. beat me this to the punch. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I'll I'll go 60. Um, I have concerns about Marsh, and I'm not I'm a bit hesitant to pull the trigger on this personally, um, especially because of like how am I going to address the bullpen and are the Mariners actually going to spend the money that it would take to essentially properly uh, replace Brash in the bullpen? I doubt that. <laughs> so, um, like, this would put a lot of pressure on the Mariners because, like, they already have to basically find that Paul Seawald type. Now you also have to essentially replace Matt Brash's production on top of that, and you're going to... Most likely have to do that from within. Like they've been able to turn out mid leverage guys with ease. Mm -hmm. High leverage guys, though, I mean, Andres Munoz, Matt Brash, obviously, Paul Seawald. Yeah, definitely. But can they do that twice in the same year? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Rolando Baroa and whatever the name of the guy they got in the Geno trade, because I can never remember it for some Carlos reason. Vargas. Carlos Thank Vargas. You. I always want to say yeah. Carlos Jackson, and I know that's not right. <laughs> I don't. I don't Carlos know. I don't know. Jackson. That's just the first thing that pops into my head. Is Carl? I'm like, who's Carlos Jackson? But that I don't know. That's what. By the it way, is, I don't. So. I don't know if you saw, but uh, Bryce Miller posted a new video of him throwing the splitter today, about 18 Let minutes me guess. ago. It's, na it's nasty. It's it's looking pretty good. It's looking pretty good. Distraught. <laughs> speaking of Bryce Miller, it's a Bryce Miller oh, trade to the Orioles. Speaking of Bryce Miller, what a coincidence. Bryce Miller to uh, to the Orioles for Cedric Mullins and D.L. Hall. This is a similar idea to one that you had earlier this mm -hmm. offseason, way earlier this offseason. What do you think about this deal? Uh, I like Cedric Mullins as a player. I was, I was at the game where he became the best player on the planet for like 30 mm -hmm. minutes. Mm -hmm. uh, and I was sitting in, you know, right center field. So like I had a pretty, pretty darn good seat uh, to watch. I, I like the player overall though, just in general, but there's no question that he is probably not the guy that he was a few years ago when he went 30, 30 and he was like a six, one player and be, he, he's probably a three, one player. He's a pretty good defender in center field, really good. And you can obviously he'll play up in left field or right field, but he's a 99 WRC plus bat last year. And you only get him for two years. You get Miller for six. DL Hall is interesting, but I like the arm. Yeah, I, I do. Uh, but there's a lot more risk with Hall than there is with Miller. Uh, and again, you're trading six years of Miller for really the only safe thing you can bet on here is is Cedric Mullins. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Mm -hmm. But I do have legitimate concerns about Cedric Mullins. Because I I don't know who is he, who is he? I think yeah. he's a good player. I think they'll have stretches where he looks like a great player, but overall he wasn't even a two one guy last year. Now that was yeah. in only four hundred fifty five plate appearances, not six hundred. That's like right. a two and a half one player. So I don't know. I I am struggling a little bit on how to value because um, if he missed forty five games last year, the strikeout rate went up by four percent. 
yeah. in one season. The walk rate went up too, but a 305, like 233, 305, 416. Yeah. That's not yeah, what Bryce Miller for. Yeah, I've been thinking about this um, since I, I saw the trade in, in our Twitter mentions. And like, there's definitely upside here with Mullins because mm-hmm. I'm not super sold that 2021 is just an outlier i think he has the potential to do something like that again but it was okay if i had to yeah he was he was still like almost a four-win player i think in 2022 uh, so 108 wrc plus yeah 3.6 yeah it was 3.6 yeah but if i had to bet money on it I'd say he's probably closer to like a 100 WRC plus guy than he is to like a 130. And what I really need here is the bat. Obviously, yeah. defense is great, but I need offensive production, especially if I'm it's, trading Bryce Miller. And I right. just don't. And, and look, I like DL Hall a lot, but he's probably better suited for the bullpen. And I think he has the potential to be a, a very, very good reliever. But Is that worth Bryce Miller? Is like, does that make up the difference of the the lack of club control years between Mullins yeah. and Miller? For me, no. I mean, maybe if I'm also getting like Mountcastle or Hayes or Santander, yeah. or like I'm getting yeah. a second major league bat in this deal, maybe. Yeah. But I just I can't trust Mullins to be what I need him to be at the plate to justify pulling the trigger on this deal. Um, again, if it, if it's Mullins and like, even if it's Mullins and like Colton Cowser, right. Or, or somebody like that, maybe I consider it, I'm more likely to consider it. Um, but I just, Hall doesn't do enough for me to take the risk that I'm trading six years of a guy who's pretty much already shown mid rotation, uh, mid rotation floor, like six years of that guy for two years of a guy who I hope is closer to a 115 WRC plus bat than the 99 he was this year. I that's a tough risk. That's that's a, it's a risk, and I don't know if I'm willing to take it. So agreed, agreed. Yeah. So I'm gonna go 45, 50. Like it's it's not bad, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go 40. I'm gonna go 40. I'm gonna go okay. forty because I, I I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. Yeah. Um. Just thinking about it more and now talking it out, I just I feel even more um firm on that that I just I wouldn't do it. It's it's not enough for me to trade Miller. You're listening to the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you again for making us your first listen here on Fan Fiction Friday. And again, after the premiere of this video, head on over to our other channel, True to the Trident. It's a dead channel, but we're going to use it today for the sake of uh, doing a live stream, uh, doing our Christmas live stream of uh, opening some gifts and talking and having some uh, fun with the listeners and all that. So it should be a good time. So check that out if you want to hang out with us a little bit more uh, today before the Christmas weekend. We got three more trades here on Fan Fiction Friday. This one comes from Mark. It's a Rockies deal and Rockies folks, of course, are one of two teams Jerry DePoto has still not traded with during his Mariners tenure. So this would be uh, breaking new ground if uh, Mark's trade came true. Uh, it's Nolan Jones and Brennan Rogers from the Rockies for Bryce Miller and Gabriel Gonzalez. Colby. 
Brennan Rogers is a guy who's been really interesting for a long time, but he's never put up a league average season. Right. Like at the plate. I like how like, the, I, I like that that's where you started with this with Brennan Rogers. <laughs> well, no, like I'm getting and Nolan Jones, like he had a very nice year last year, no doubt about yeah. that. I wonder how repeatable it is. Mm. Uh and a lot you of think that he's is a just merchant. I don't know if he is or not, because I didn't watch like I didn't spoiler alert, I didn't watch the Rockies last year. I didn't really see the reason right. to. Right. So right. I'm only looking at numbers here and, and like I said, I like Nolan Jones. I think he's you know pretty good. I don't know if he fits in Seattle. I know he has played third, but they moved him to the outfield and I don't know if he's quite athletic enough to do that. You know, seems to be a good player. Really does, but I'm getting Bryce Miller. Like I trust Bryce Miller. I feel like I know who Bryce Miller is. I don't know enough about uh, Jones to, to feel good about making that swap. And then I'm also giving up Gabriel Gonzalez, who, while I'm not high on, uh, I still think that that is a bit of an overpay for somebody like, like Rogers, because like I said, Rogers hasn't done anything really uh, at the plate. So uh, for me, if it, if it's Miller for Jones, like I could wrap my head around that. Sure. But mm-hmm. I think I would, at that point, I'd rather just keep get uh, Gabriel Gonzalez and then go try and trade him for the pitcher I now need to replace uh, Bryce Miller. So I'm a little on the fence about this. I, I don't like the the inclusion. It, if it was just Jones for Miller straight up, I think that's a solid 50, uh, maybe 55, because, again, new player that we haven't talked a lot about, pretty straightforward deal. Uh, I think the Rockies definitely need some pitching. Uh, they always mm-hmm. do, but... Uh, and kind of a team that we haven't talked about. So it kind of hits all those checkpoints, but I just, I don't, the Rogers and, and uh, the Rogers and Gonzalez thing kind of throws me. I just don't have a lot of interest in Brennan Rogers anymore. It's kind of like Ryan McMahon, right? You're like, okay, maybe this is the year he breaks out. And then every year it's 95 WRC plus, And you're just like, not that exciting. So, mm-hmm. so Jones, was actually better away from cores this past year. 148 WRC plus to a 121 at home. Um, Park Factors actually has uh, has him hitting for five more home runs at T-Mobile Park than he did this year. 25 home runs at T-Mobile uh, compared to 20. I I know that the Rockies need pitching. I just don't know if they're willing to trade Nolan Jones for it. Now, let's let's say this. We say this every time we've talked about the Rockies. They're weird. They literally make no sense. Like everything they do makes zero sense on paper. They just give Charlie Blackman like a multi-year extension. Yeah, yeah. Um like, didn't they give Daniel Bard like 3 yeah. years or something that like 38 mm-hmm. years old or whatever it was? Yeah. They bid against themselves for the corpse of Chris Bryant. Yeah. They extended uh, what's his name, the pitcher who everybody thought was really good but never actually was. Yeah, uh, like past just, his expiration date. Like they're just a bad, they're a bad baseball like organization. So you never know. Yeah, uh, I would heavily consider this if I'm the Mariners. I just don't think that the Rockies are going to do it because they now have a controllable young major league piece that has produced and he's not just producing at their home ballpark um i think they just want to continue collecting pieces rather than trading away from uh, from their major league roster at least in terms of the top end because jones at least from this past year looks like he could be a future multi-year all-star uh, if he does what he did this past year i don't like the gonzalez rogers part 
Jones for Miller is certainly interesting, although I think Colorado probably says no. Yeah. So I'm going to give it a solid 50. It's not bad. I'll give it a 50. Yeah. I'll give it a 50. Uh, yeah. I, I like Jones a lot, uh, and I would definitely consider this uh, if I were Seattle, but uh, mm-hmm. I just don't think it would happen. All right. Next trade here from Alex. It's a three team deal. This one's complicated. Mariners, Mets, and Twins. Mariners receive Royce Lewis, Max Kepler, and Jeff McNeil. Mets receive Jorge Polanco and Justin Topa. Twins receive Bryce Miller, Ty France, and Alex Ramirez. All right, we have one more trade to go over, so I don't want to spend too much time on this, and we're already kind of over time, but uh, what do you think? No. What is, what is the Mets' purpose in this deal? Because I feel like just the twins, to get yeah, I feel like, yeah, no, I, I I feel like that's their only purpose, right? We talked about this last Fan Fiction Friday. The problem with a lot of these three-team deals that we get is, like, why is this third team actually here? Like, right. what is the practicality of, and this feels like it's just to serve the Mariners' side of the trade rather than serve the trade itself to help facilitate the trade that they bring something that neither of these teams do. So I just, I look at this deal though, overall. And I just like, you gotta be careful with Jeff McNeil. We don't even know if he can throw like he's coming off a major surgery and he was coming off a bad year too. So like, there's some questions with, with McNeil Kepler's a rental as much as I like him. I don't think the twins are going to trade Royce Lewis. I highly doubt it, particularly for Bryce Miller and Ty France and Alex Ramirez. Like, nah, that's not enough. Uh, yeah. For them to give Lewis Kepler and Polanco, no, because they can keep Lewis and just trade Kepler and, and Polanco separately, well, and accomplish and their it, goals. And again, if, if 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 the Mariners want Royce Lewis and Max Kepler and all that, so if, like these two teams actually want to make that deal, essentially, they can. Alex Alex Ramirez and Jeff McNeil don't need to be a part of it. Like they can just make this deal on their own. The Twins of the Mariners. So again, I just don't really see what the purpose of the Mets is here except for the fact that the the Mariners also get Jeff McNeil. All right, I guess part of the the motivation here is that we know that the the Twins really want to get rid of of Polanco and and Kepler because they're cutting payroll this year. And well, the Mariners probably aren't willing to take on the pay, the salary of Kepler and Polanco. The Mets are rich. Sure. Like they might be willing to take on that money, but are they going to go from McNeil to Polanco just to get Topa while also having to give up Ramirez? Probably not. So uh, I think yeah. this whole thing, honestly, though, I think it falls apart with Royce Lewis. I just don't see any way the Twins are actually going to trade Royce Lewis. Be great if they did. I just don't see yeah. it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, if I could give up Bryce Miller, Ty France, and Justin Topa and get Lewis Kepler and McNeil or Polanco even, like, yeah, in a heartbeat. I'm in doing backflips. Yeah. yeah, I just don't see it. I, just, I, I think this is a little bit of wishful thinking. Um. So, you know, mixing in the fact that it's a three-team deal and, and all that. Uh, valuation is probably a little light uh, for the Mariners to get. Probably the most valuable player. I mean, Lewis has questions, mostly health, but I'm going to give this one like a 40. I, I, I think it needs work. Yeah. Well, also, I, the whole, like, the Mets have money. So that's why they're here is to take on Polanco. That doesn't really make sense because I think McNeil's making like the same amount of money this year. Yeah, he is. He's making two point 
uh, he's making 10.2 million so that doesn't even really work from that aspect yeah um uh, yeah so he's just like you don't want you if you don't want mcneil or if you want mcneil then just go make a separate trade for him because whether you get mcneil or polanco you're paying the same amount in this trade yeah. so yeah uh like i said if i would be really happy if if the Mariners could find a way to walk out of this offseason with Royce Lewis and like um you know with Royce Lewis and, and Max Kepler and a, a third bat mm-hmm. in the mold of Polanco or I would be very happy, even if it costs very, me very happy. Yeah. I just don't think it's it's likely, I would say. Yeah. No. It's fun. No. I don't think yeah. it's likely. Um yeah, there's a lot of holes here. Um it's like I'll I'll give you, you know, it's creative. Um, it's interesting, but it's, it, there's just so many holes here. Uh, so I'm still going to give it like a 40 at most, but I'm leaning towards a 35, but I'll say 40. Um, I'll go strong 40 at least. Okay. All right. Last trade of the day comes from Mark Emerson, Hancock, Sam Haggerty, and Tyler Locklear for David Schneider and Tim Miza for the blue Jays. David Not Schneider interested. The mustache. Not interested in in the mustache? No, I'm not interested in paying high for basically the Blue Jays, Jose Caballero. No thanks. I'm good. He Tim Mays is fine. He was better than he for like than six Cap. weeks. Who cares? I'm I don't think to, he ever stopped though. Because, but here's the deal: like I'm that guy's like 27 years old. I'm supposed to give up a package that could. He's 24. He's 24. Whatever. Whatever. I'm. I'm <laughs> this guy. Like I'm not Something buying different. this guy. <laughs> this guy was a nobody, right? Coming up from the system. He comes up, sure. he plays well for six weeks, and I'm supposed to give up a package that I can use to go get like a guy who's been good for half a decade. Like, no, I'm not doing that. Tim Mesa, good reliever, fine, whatever. I'm not doing backflips over Tim Mesa. So no, I'm not interested in this. Um, like if I if I'm trading Locklear, if I'm trading Hancock, who by the way is still unfortunately really important to me right now because of where my pitching rotate my depth is no i'm not doing this not interested l l l take l take uh That's only because Snyder loves smoked the, the minors and then came up to the to the major leagues and he smoked the major leagues too like uh, oh, dude okay. he got on so base at a basically i thinks he has found the next joey Votto. is really what's happening here yeah Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's exactly when in reality, what I just he's said. found the yep. next Dylan Moore. Whoop de doo. So he was worth two, no, not two full wins and 141 plate appearances and just 35. Oh, games. that's sustainable. Two full sure. wins. 12, 12 win player, David Schneider. Yeah, that, that's totally. But like, but like if he, it, but even if he regresses, like, is he like a 115 WRC plus guy? I think that's, I don't think, I think so. that's fair to project. I don't think so. I think that's fair to project. For Emerson Hancock, Sam Haggerty, and David what was the other gonna piece? Up, he's going to end up back in the minors this year. Okay, all right, all right. He's going back all down. Right. So, yeah, I'm not following right. this. It it no. was Locklear, Haggerty, and Hancock. I do I don't this. Care about I would do that's this. I don't think the Blue Jays do this though. The stash. Right. So. Right. We right. got to go. So 35. Ty, you give it your 55, and it'll be our most polarizing like trade. Great I'll, I'll say we've ever I'll, done. I'll say 45 because I like it, but the Blue Jays are probably saying no. So it'd be stupid if they did. <laughs> Tyler Locklear is Paul Goldschmidt. We've been over this. 
right, right, right. He's Pete Alonso. He's Paul Goldschmidt. He's uh-huh. all of them in one. Yeah, Albert yeah. Pujols, maybe. And David Snyder is apparently just Jose Caballero. He's Dylan Moore. Dylan Moore. <laughs> right. Right. He's fine. <laughs> Whatever. All right. Pies over here talking about like, oh look, I just found the next Joey Votto. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mr. 300, 400, 500 with mm-hmm. a 12 yep. F4 season in his future. Yep. It was actually 300, 400, 600. Uh, yeah. And because he only got 150 plate appearances, well, you multiply that by four. Oh, yeah. He's an eight and a half win player. He's better than Julio. There you mm-hmm. go. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's going to do it for our show. Again, Merry Christmas to you if you uh, celebrate. If not, hope you enjoy your weekend. Uh, be sure to check us out on the live stream. If you're watching the premiere right now, head on over to uh, the True to the Triton channel. I'll have the link in the description of this episode. So you can just click that. It'll take you right to the live stream. Uh, thank you so much for joining us here on the Lockdown Mariners podcast. For Colby Batnode, I'm Tidy Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Tide and Gonzalez and Colby at CPAT11. That's CPAT11. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. Thank you again for making us your first listen. Have yourself a beautiful baseball day, and we'll see you next time. Peace.